Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. In this episode, is going to be an amazing episode because it has lots of information that is going to benefit each and every human being alive. Brendan Kumar Rasami, he is the founder of MasterTalk. He coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become top 1% communicators in their industry. With his goal is to provide free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. Brendan, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Pleasure is mine, Hussein. Thanks for having me. So that's a big goal, I guess, having uh, providing people with uh, access to communication tools worldwide. <laughs> Very ambitious. So first of all, can we start by defining what do you mean by communication? Because humans, we live in communication, but sometimes <laughs> we mistake communication for not communication. So how do we define communication exactly in general? And why did you start Master Talk after that? For sure. So for me, the definition of communication, Hussein, is how do we convey an idea in a way that achieves a specific outcome for a specific audience? How do we convey an idea in a way that achieves a specific outcome for a specific audience? Meaning that it's not just about speaking on a stage. It's about convincing people at work that, hey, we need to move forward with this project. It's about convincing our significant other that we should have Mexican food tonight and not Chinese food tonight. That's what communication is, Hussein. It's about how do we convey an idea in a way that gets the result that we want. Now, in terms of how I got started, it all started in college. I went to business school, and I had no intention of being a coach or being in the communication field. I didn't even know you could do that as a job. My goal was to be an accountant, funny enough. So that's what I graduated in. I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. I worked at one of the big four accounting firms. I wasn't looking for... Being for communication, uh, being a communication guru, so to speak. But I started doing these things called case competitions, Hussein. Mm. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So all the guys my age are playing footy or rugby or basketball. I wasn't one of those guys. I did presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak. That's interesting. Yeah. And then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the students on how to speak. And that's what led to Master Talk. So like sometimes, like you mentioned, in school or at university, sometimes like we had to do some kind of presentation or something like that. So <laughs> why do some of us or sometimes a little bit of us have this kind of maybe fear of stage, what they call it? Is that it? Are we as a human sometimes we are not worthy of people hearing what we have to say or is it? Fear because what we what me saying is wrong or these kind of things? Stage fright. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason we have it, Hussein, is because 
we've been conditioned to believe that communication fear is even real. Let me give you an example. Where do we learn how to speak in a formal way? The answer is the education system. High school, elementary school. Doesn't really matter where you live. We always go through a similar education system. Yeah. But Hussein, all of those presentations have three main challenges. One, they're all mandatory. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, Hussein, you want to get breakfast and present all day? Nobody says that. So that's problem number one. Mm. Problem number two is it's never something you're passionate about. Never, what are you excited about? Are you excited about success, high performance, media, leadership? No, you have to talk about Shakespearean poetry. <laughs> and after you're done that, you have to talk about, well, the history of Missouri. And you're like, I don't live in Missouri. Why do I need to talk about that? So that's the second piece. And the third piece, Hussein, which is the worst, is every single presentation, my friend, is tied to a punishment. So if mm. you don't do a great job, not only do you not get rewarded for it, you get slapped in the face. You lose 25% of your grade. Your dreams are broken. So what's the conclusion? <laughs> we grow up believing that communication is a chore, so it becomes one, and nobody wants to get better at doing the dishes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But, but the main thing is the relationship in every human, between every two people, whatever, whatever the kind of relationship it is, it is based on communication. Because if we don't communication, I don't want to say the right way, but we don't communicate in general, like go back and forth about things that we are discussing. It's not going to end well, I guess. So it's going to, like you mentioned, it's going to get at least a slap in the face. So, so that's, yeah. You got yeah. it. Exactly. So, so what do you think, or what do you tell people who are, let's say, uh, beginners that they want to start having this uh, step and go to the next step and start doing engagements and start having public uh, talk like we are now live, for example, and I have been going live recently to improve this kind of thing, to improve my communication in live podcasting and podcasting in general. So what would you say that tips for beginners and let's say if there is intermediate and advanced techniques for that? Absolutely, Hussein. So let's start with the first piece, which is communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. So one of those balls is eye contact, one of them is smiling, one of them is facial expression, vocal tone, projection, pacing, and the list goes on. And because of that, it gets really confusing because you go, there's so many balls to juggle in the air. <laughs> So for me, the perspective has always been, what are the three easiest balls that we can juggle? Because if we do the easy three, everything else will be easy. So that's what I recommend, which is one, the random word exercise. Pick a random word like pistachio, like light bulb, like paper towel, and create random presentations out of thin air. Why is that? The reason is because it helps us deal with uncertainty because life is filled with it, small talk talking to somebody. You have no idea what, what's going to happen. And the second piece that I teach clients is you could, if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. And that's really the power of the random word exercise. Do that a few times a day. That's one. Two is the question drill. You get asked questions all the time. I remember when I started podcasting, saying somebody asked me the funniest question. He said, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at the guy and I said, uh, I don't know, maybe Los Angeles, uh, London, maybe it's New York. So I wasn't really sure. So what did I do instead? Every single day, Hussein, 
I would answer one question about my expertise. And if you do that for a year, you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry. And the mm-hmm. last tip is send video messages to people that you love. That's great. Usually, sometimes will audio message work also instead of video? <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll challenge you to do both. Mm. So if you're uncomfortable with video, send voice notes to begin with. And it's nothing crazy here. It's a 15-second voice note. Hey, Hussein, I really like your podcast. Thanks so much for the impact you're creating in the world. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Wishing your family a wonderful holiday vacation. Yeah, that's it. Just simple, simple, very simple, short video to the point. Yeah, that that would be a great idea. Yeah, exactly. So these tips, like, basically goes for all around people from beginner to advance. Or there's something that you teach differently to other people. Good question. So these three tips are the most important for any level. So even if you do all three of these consistently, Hussein which most people don't, that's how you get to the next level. That's why for me, ball four is the best way to speak is to speak. At the end of the day, if you're not booking 15 minutes in your calendar right now, as you're listening to this, to do the random word exercise every day, pick three words, ball, sofa, brick, done. Second exercise, question Joe. One question you think somebody's going to ask you at work, write it down, answer it. And send three video messages. Go on Facebook, see whose birthday it is that day. Click on them. Hey, what's up, John? Brendan here. Just want to send you a quick birthday message. Happy birthday. Hope you have a wonderful day. That's it. This doesn't take that long, Hussein. That's why Alex Hormozzi always says that it's not about doing the extraordinary thing, but rather the ordinary thing for an extraordinary period of time. That's really the key. And that's what I would advise your audience to do as well. Yeah. Uh, great advice from Alex. Yeah. I actually follow him on Twitter. Uh, great great tips, great tweets actually going out there. So, yeah. But uh, I think that now with social media, a lot of people are using texting to communicate mostly, right? They are using texting. So, so do you think texting is a good idea and can help with that or it's not relevant relevant at all and we should actually use our voice in that right so what you're tackling about is two different things right which is the verbal communication and written communication so when it comes to texting i mean that's just a necessary evil but if you want to get better at verbal communication which is most of my expertise i would encourage people to really make sure that they're doing the random word exercise the question drill and the video messages the only thing i would change for the question drill if you're a little bit shy you don't have to speak out the answers you can write them on a word document every day to practice your written communication but i would say overall you definitely want to speak yeah exactly because like uh, too much texting will lead to no talking at all i guess so yeah so how do we like in general do you think that having public speaking on a stage like or uh, like I am now or, or on video, there's different approach to these things, preparing for these things, or do you prepare for them at the same t- at the same kind of work that you do? Because speaking in video is basically no one is seeing it until you publish it, for example, right? But on public stages, you are basically live with people there. So my, there might be also extra, extra attention to that. 100% Hussein. Here's what I would say. 
communication is a multiplier effect, meaning that if we get better at the random word exercise, you will automatically get better at small talk when you're having random conversations with strangers because you can just make stuff up on the spot. It's really easy for you to be fluid in conversation because you talked about brownies yesterday. So it's really easy. That's one piece. The other piece is now we enter the idea that communication is contextual, right? So contextual just means that based on the context that you're in, it affects the way that we communicate a message. Example, like on video for my YouTube channel, I script everything because in video, you need to be really structured because no one's there to answer. You can't answer questions. That's the video and that's it. Like you can't talk to me like you're doing now in a podcast. So I like structuring them. I don't memorize them. I just write, I look at it and then I present it. So my, my thoughts are structured in a video and there's less questions. But the other piece is when you're live, you don't really do that. I don't write my speeches at all. So it's all about changing your approach based on the context that you're speaking in. Yeah, so so it's a good idea, for example, if it's a video to, ha- to have some notes or bulletins to to what what you are going to be talking about, right? For example, it's a good idea to do that. And also, I guess that, for example, in, like you mentioned earlier, that speaking and public speaking, when we do that, it's like small talk. For example, on the break of the event, right? Do you think this small talk is very important? Like, because, for example, for me, as I grow older, the more small talks I see, the more I don't really engage into it. I engage more into serious talks and let's say talks that benefit me, but small talks, like really small talks. So like they they, they are completely useless. So do you think that's important to engage in? Right. Okay. I see where you're coming from. So small talk can mean different things. I think you're talking about tiny talks, right? (laughs) Where it's really like talking about the weather. So that's different, right? Here's what I would say. When it comes to engaging people in conversation, the advice is really simple. Make a list of questions that you wished other people asked you and just ask those questions to other people. So for example, I'm like you, Hussein. I don't care about the weather. So don't ask me about how cold Montreal is. I really don't care. Like if you're trying to have a conversation around that, like I don't want to talk to you. But what I want is I want to hear about your dream. I want to hear about your vision. I want to hear about what's the biggest lesson you learned about yourself this year. What are you passionate about? What are you excited to build next year? So those are the questions that I ask people when I meet them. But what happens is when I ask these questions, people often just go, what about you? Because they don't have good questions. So they just go, what about you? What about you? So you just get to answer your own questions. It's like Disneyland. So just pick the questions you want people to ask you. Just ask that to other people. That that's a good idea. You can also prepare for that. So, like now, also, uh, do you think now we are a podcast? If we are only, let's assume that we are only recording this in as an audio format only. Will we will we will have we will have different approach into this? Or like you mentioned, the exercises you meant earlier will also get into this because this is the general umbrella of communication. Or, or because like it's also pre-recorded and it's audio only. Right. So for audio only pre-recorded, yes, the same principles do apply. 
I would say the only thing that's more added, let's say for a podcast, is the question drill becomes a lot more important. Because now, because I practice the question drill so many times, Hussein, whenever you ask me a question, I'm not stressed out about it. And I just answer it. But a lot of people aren't prepped this way. So you got to answer a lot of questions. And that's what gives you the confidence and the enthusiasm to really tackle any area of life. So yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, awesome. So now let's talk a little bit about how, for example, in businesses, we can apply communication, right? And how we can, for example, any business cares about increasing sales and revenues. So how would you advise businesses and entrepreneurs to sell more online? Let's see. For sure. So here's what I would say, Hussein. It really depends on what product you're selling. But I would say in general, what you want to do is apply the tips that we talked about earlier, plus understanding what sales is. Sales is about asking questions to figure out if the person you're talking to desires what you have. That is what sales is at the end of the day. So if I'm a communication coach, but the person I'm speaking to is a really, really good communicator and doesn't want a coach, it doesn't make sense for me to try to sell them. So there's two parts. The first part is going, do they even have this problem? Or rather, who has this problem? And the second piece is, how do we market to that group in a way where they want to have a conversation with us? And then when they have a conversation with us, the mistake that most salespeople make is they say too many things. They don't ask enough questions. So when you ask questions like, why is communication important to you? What are some of the challenges you're having right now? What's your vision for your communication? You're asking these questions. The prospect will tell you why you should sell them their product. Because if the answer with, I don't really care about communication that much. I don't really have a vision for it. I don't really care. Then there's nothing to sell them. But if they go, oh my God, I've been struggling for this with 20 years. I can't talk to properly and I want to be CEO of a company. Then all I have to do is look at them and say, well, every CEO is a great communicator. So I think you should invest in a coach if that's your goal. So I'm not really saying anything. I'm just asking the prospect questions that's leading them to either the conclusion that this is not the right place or that this is exactly what they've been looking for. Yeah, you mentioned a very important thing that like we are talking about communication. It's like give and take. So how important is to actually listen to what you are being talked about? How how is that part solved the of the of the piece piece of the puzzle piece of the puzzle? For sure, Hussein. Yeah, Hussein. So listen, yeah, for sure. Listening is everything. That's why Aristotle says that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, so that we can <laughs> listen, right? Twice as much as we speak. But now the question is, how do you practice this? So let me give you a framework called questions versus statements, Hussein. A lot of people they communicate in their day to day life. They usually communicate in statements. I believe this. Well, I believe this. Well, I believe this. Well, I believe this. So it's a ping-ponging of statements. Whereas for me, it's always been about replacing those statements with questions. Let me give you an example. I believe this. Well, why do you believe this? Why is that important to you? What, what, is, what is important about your perspective do you feel I'm missing out on? So when we start to replace our statements with questions, we automatically become a better listener because we're just asking more questions. Mm-hmm. So what's the last step to this? Ask yourself, how many questions are you asking every day? And the answer for most of us is zero or one. So the answer now becomes ask more questions. Go up to your wife today and say, what was the biggest lesson you learned about yourself this week? Those are the questions 
that lead to insights and automatically make us better listeners instead of going, yeah, this is what I did today and this is all about me, 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 instead of just asking more questions. Yeah, so so what you're talking here about the why, why is very important because why leads to more questions and more questions, <laughs> I guess, right? So yeah. why did that happen to lead to the next one? So you can go to maybe 10 levels deep on asking more questions on the same type, of, on the same subject maybe. So that's, that can go deep and very and have a very meaningful real conversation with that other with other people. That's very important, yeah. So exactly. let me ask you this. What does fe- failure mean to you personally and to your business? And what does success mean to you personally and to your business? For sure. So here's what I would say, Hussein. The relationship that successful people have with failure is very different than the relationship that unsuccessful people have with failure. So when unsuccessful people fail, their mindset, the relationship they have with failure is, oh my God, I messed up once. Oh, my life is over. This is done. I'm finished. And then they give up and go to the next thing. Whereas the mindset that successful people have around failure is it's a game of numbers. Oh, like if 10 podcasts reject me, who cares? If I just pitch 100 of them and five of them say yes, that's five. That means... That, wait a second, if I pitch 10,000 podcasts, I'll get rejected 9,500 times and I'll get 500 podcasts and I'll have to reject 200 of them because I can't do all the podcasts anymore. (laughs) So notice how the relationship with failure that a successful person has with it is very different because for them – the failure, the mistake is never about the emotion that they tied to it. They always just focus on the facts. Okay, if I talk to 100 people and I can only convince one person to buy my product, okay, I'll just talk to 10,000 people and I'll just get rejected 9,900 times and get 100 sales and make half a million dollars a year. This is great. So it's just a relationship that changes, So which brings us to success as well. Success is about saying or having a clear understanding of what will actually bring us the results that we're looking for in our life. And once we understand that beforehand, it becomes easier. That's why for me, success is three things. One, Hussein, it's about making the decision to find your gifts. Even if you don't know what the gift is, that's okay. Make a decision, a conscious decision to say, I don't know what it is, but I'll figure it out. The second piece to success is when you find the gift, you cultivate it to the best of your abilities. If you want to be the best mother in the world, go be the best mother in the world. If you want to be the best father in the world, go do it. If you want to be the greatest communication coach of all time, go do that. It doesn't matter. And then the third step to success is create space for other people to find their gift. Because it's not enough for us to find ours. It's our responsibility to help other people find their gift too. Yeah, that's amazing. So in your perspective, how important it is that you had some people who might help you along the way, having mentors, these kind of things that you can, that accelerated your success, let's say. Because you have, for example, on YouTube, Master Talk, the YouTube channel. It's amazing. I think you have like about 30,000 subscribers or so. So that's also important. And you focused on your message, which is communication and teaching communication. Absolutely. I mean, mentors are everything. You know, my coach always tells me that the bigger the dream, the better the team. So the bigger your dream is, the better your team that comes with it is. 
and I'm no exception to this. Obviously, I don't make these YouTube videos myself. I write them. I'm the guy who's speaking, but I have a production team in the back doing all that stuff for me. They're the ones who are pressing play, tell me how to dress myself, tell me where to sit. I don't do any of that stuff. My business partner, obviously, is a big mentor of mine. He's also my personal coach, Vamsi Polimetla, the CEO of Make More Leaders. He's really helped me uncover my genius and bring more of that into the world. And he's been a big piece of that as well. So I'm super grateful for him. And obviously my mom and my sister, right? The people around me that support me in my life and optimize it. So yes, I have a ton of mentors. Awesome. That's awesome. So what are your best favorite tools, resources, or books in regards to any person who's want to be a better communicator? I would say the best book I've ever read in my life is called Thirst by Scott Harrison. So Scott Harrison's the CEO and founder of Charity Water. It's a nonprofit. He started to help the world gain access to clean water. I think the guy's a genius. He's a savant. And I also believe he's the best storyteller in the world currently, one of the best, if not. I encourage people to read that book because it teaches you a case study of how somebody went from being a nightclub promoter in New York City to building the largest water charity in America. I think he's raised almost $700 million or something for non-clean water, which is crazy. And there's a great quote as well in the book that I always love to share. And the quote is, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. Yeah, exactly. That Living a, leg, a legacy, I guess, right? Some Something that other people will benefit from. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Brendan, where can people get in touch with you to learn more about how to be 1% communicator? Absolutely, Hussein. Thanks so much for having me. This is a great show. So, two ways to keep in touch. One is the Master Talk YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type Master Talk. You'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And number two, come to one of my free workshops. I do a free workshop on communication over Zoom. It's online and it's absolutely free. If you want to jump on that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Well, thank you for being here today with me on this episode of the Success Secret Podcast, Brendan. Of course, it's it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.